This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Hello and welcome to A Vegan Lounge. I'm James Jameson and this is our second show. We're just gently bedding in here and it's very good that you have joined us. Now, first thing, you might like to make a note of how to contact the show. There's an email, veganlounge.chch at gmail.com. That's veganlounge, one word, .chch at gmail.com. You might have a suggestion of a guest you'd like to hear on the show perhaps. Uh, You might like to share your thoughts and ideas on vegan life from any perspective. Thoughts on the environment, on uh, animal welfare. Speaking of which, the next guest scheduled to join me here on the show is Will Appleby in a couple of weeks. Now Will's the Investigations and Rapid Response Manager for SAFE here in Christchurch. Anyway, I'd like to... uh, be good to spread the net wide. Maybe your great joy is cooking. And be, I'd love to have a guest uh, who would talk nothing about, nothing about nothing but food one day. That'd be nice and relaxing. Uh, oh, and I, there's another thing too. I got a call yesterday from Linda from the Christchurch Vegan Society. And I'm really thrilled that they would like to sponsor the show. You know, uh, to be given the confidence of an organisation that has been created and built by volunteers out of love over many years is no small thing. And I'm moved and honoured and uh, thank you. And I promise to give it my best to vindicate your faith in me. A little thing I will tell you about. I joined the, uh, the Vegan Society just recently and I noticed on the newsletter there's something called the Vegan Hangout. And, um... It happened to be last Friday at Greater Goods down on Orwell Street. And I don't know about you, but I always find it a bit nerve-wracking going into a bunch of uh, people I've never met before. And uh, anyway, I arrived there and I thought, well, that table has got to be the vegans. <laughs> and I uh, joined, I said, is anyone sitting here? And and I, I saw that it was set up for dinner. And I thought it, may, I th- had thought it might just be drinks and a, whatever. Anyway, so I was made welcome and sat down. Very welcoming people, lovely bunch of people. And I thought, okay, well, the the uh, guy came round to take our orders, and I thought, oh, it looks like we're eating. So I ordered something called K KFT, which clearly was Kentucky Fried Tofu. Oh, it was so delicious. It was the nicest thing, and I wasn't expecting anything. I thought, wow. Um, I ate every single morsel, and the woman sitting opposite me, I said, God, that was good. And she said, well, I've brought, here, I've brought people here to this place who are not vegans, and they've been eaten and left without any idea that they were in a vegan restaurant. So uh, check it out. Check that out. Check Greater Goods out, but also check out the vegan hangout. I know if you went by yourself, 
I promise you, I, can, I know you'd be made welcome. All right, here's how it works here. Once a fortnight, I'm joined in the vegan lounge by a guest who has kindly given their time and is willing to share their vegan story. And today, it brings me great pleasure to introduce our guest, Jessica Strafty. Jessica, welcome. After Thank all you. of that, you've been sitting here quietly. How <laughs> lovely to have your company. Thank you very much. It's lovely to be here. Jessica is one of two ambassadors uh, for MAD, Mothers Against Dairy in Aotearoa. It's a global movement. And Jessica, I saw you at the Vegan Expo talking, a very compelling talk. And what brought you to that podium that day? You worked in the dairy industry for a period of your life. Yes, my partner and I spent four years uh, living on a dairy farm and my partner was the second in charge and I spent time doing relief milking and calf rearing. Um, and it was through that journey and spending those years in the dairy industry that um, my partner and I eventually became vegan animal rights activists. It's a very compelling story. We've got so much to talk about. How do, uh, would a listener access perhaps one of those uh, conversations that you've uh, online? If you go onto the Mothers Against Dairy website, um, there is actually my full story about how I did the complete 180 from going and being a meat and dairy eater working on a dairy farm to becoming a vegan animal rights activist when we left. Um, so you can go on their website and, and read about uh, the story and what happened to me. I became a first-time mum while I was on the dairy farm and I was breastfeeding my own son and it was looking out into the maternity paddock and seeing my partner come with the cage to take the newborn babies off their mothers who I had just spent all morning watching lovingly lick and take care and look after those newborns before they were taken from them. And that's basically the that's the crux of my story. It was me breastfeeding my own son looking at their babies being taken off them that made the, the connection for me about how wrong it is. So, I mean, your story is very accessible. Um, you know, you've spoken at the expo you've you uh i i have seen what three or four videos oh, wow. um yeah. of you and and your message it's a very powerful message i might say it's yeah very... i think it is one that people really respond to yeah yeah the now you you're a busy woman <laughs> you've found time to be here this thank morning you. Which oh is thank you for that, having me but you've got a house full of boys yes you've, <laughs> Yes, I do. Eh? And, th and, and the three little boys, they're under 10. Yes, but one of them actually only comes and visits us. Uh, that was my stepson, but I have two uh, of my own sons who are with us all the time. Yeah. yeah. And then you've got a, 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 just a bit of balance. There is another yeah. female yeah, presence. Yeah, my stepdaughter, step and she lives in Christchurch. Yeah. yeah. So, but that's a, that's a um, and you live in rural Canterbury. Yes, rural Canterbury, that's correct. And just, just in case, you know, you had a few corners, idle corners, where you didn't have much to do. You, in the final year of your degree, you're um, at Massey, double major in politics and social policy. Yeah. Just for yep. those idle moments. Yeah, you know, just throwing it in there after dinner, that's all right. <laughs> Trying to get it done the best I can with little people running around. Gosh, how do you do that? Um, I have a very supportive partner, thank goodness, who's an excellent dad and just steps in whenever he's not working himself. So if I didn't have his support, I'm not sure how I would do it. 
Who does the cooking? Uh, well, unfortunately, I do the majority of the cooking, and I'm actually not the good cook. My partner is an excellent cook, and he is really the one who should be at home. But he is working through the week. But on the weekend, thank goodness, I can down tools in the kitchen, and he just takes over. Yeah. And so, but you've got to do the basic um, yes, breakfast, I'm, lunch, and dinner. Yes, absolutely. And, and so how is it for... So how, how old are your little boys again? Okay, so my youngest is three and my uh, my oldest is seven. Okay, and you're raising them as vegan children? Yeah, yeah. Just before we came on here, I, I was just mentioning um, last time session we were talking with Yolanda Sorrell, who is the president of the, and the founder really, of the Christchurch Vegan Society, and with four boys, I think. Oh, I think and, daughter. I think she might have daughters uh, as well. Okay, four yeah, kids. Yeah, four kids. And and they were raised. And I just loved hearing about how she uh, she's into a, the process of raising those children as vegans. And she is an inspiration. Pretty much still vegan, you know, yeah. most of them. Yeah. You know, now they're in their twenties or thirties or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So it's I. It's a, and you're in a rural area. Yeah. So how do you get on with sort of the peer pressure? That's a really good bit, question. Bit young for that, perhaps at the uh, moment. Maybe they're still a little bit too young. Um, my seven-year-old is a very staunch little vegan, and he definitely uh, likes um, discussing veganism and educating his wee friends and things like that. And when obviously when they come over, they eat vegan food at our house. We have vegan birthday parties. Um, kids often, I guess, because they're so little, they're not even particularly aware that it might be something different to what they're having at their house. Um, but yeah, it's so normal for my boys that I think it's just presented as completely normal for all these other kids, so they probably don't even question it at this age. So so you, what's your go-to? I mean, is it is it rice and beans? Uh, well, my partner is from Central East Africa. Yep. So he, um, the sort of Central East African diet is very much your rice, beans and greens. Um, so we do live on a lot of that. But I also cook a lot of sort of the more kind of traditionally westernised, I guess, kind of dinners like your mashed potatoes and your pies and your sausages and things like that. But all um, with the vegan, with the vegan meats. We'd be lost without potatoes. Oh, yeah, totally. Oh. I do a potato curry. I do um, so many different things with potatoes. Um, and my partner is also an excellent gardener, so we have fresh fresh produce coming out of our garden all year round, which is nice. I discovered sometimes, oh, I just feel like a bit of a fry up, you know. Yeah. You think? yeah. But I've learned. I just think I, someone had said who travelled a lot. Yeah. As vegans, hotel buffets, hotel restaurants, how hard it is. They yeah. got so used to um, hash browns and baked beans. <laughs> yeah. But I've For just sure. I've just discovered. At Countdown, Emma Jane's or Emma, it's Emma Jane's oh, yeah. hash browns. Okay. Six dollars fifty for a big, one point two kg okay. thing of hash browns. Yeah. They're not bad. Okay. You know, so. And I tell you what, little kids love anything that's sort of fatty or something like crispy, that. Crispy yeah. hash browns, yeah. beans. I, I thought that was just a great little idea. I thought it just takes you back into. Uh, Comfort territory, yeah, familiar territory, if you like. For sure, especially coming into the colder months. Yeah. But my kids, I mean, they eat everything that other kids eat. It's just that ours is a, is a plant-based version. So we'll have chicken, but it's plant-based. Yeah. We'll have sausages, but it's plant-based. We'll have mince, but it's plant-based. Um, we've had plant-based uh, fish. We've even tried plant-based duck before. And I was not even as a carnist, as someone who did eat animals, I didn't eat duck. But the, even that I found a bit 
a step too far for me, the plant-based duck. <laughs> it was a little too too much. But, you know, how long has that... This is very recent, all of these products. Um, I'm not... Well, I have only been, uh, I suppose, vegan nine years and an activist the last five of those nine years. Um, and it's definitely getting better all the time. I would say almost every time I go to the supermarket, I feel like there's a new product out. But sort of brings us to... To milk, yeah. Which, I mean, I mentioned I had a little flirtation, you might say, with yeah. veganism a few two or three yeah. years ago. Yeah. It fell over yeah. um, back again. But yeah. I think in the supermarket there may have been soy milk and almond milk. Yeah. When you go to look at the milks now, um, and a number of New Zealand um, products, that boring oat milk, you yeah, know, the, the various sure. oat milks and things. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're at a comparative price now too, yeah. which is nice. Yes. Definitely. And you just realise, I think there was a, do you remember the dairy industry had for a while, a few years ago, they were going to say, you can't call that milk. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? There's been some pushback like that. It's yeah. too late. The it's ridiculous. horse has bolted. Yeah. And, and, I mean, things like almond milk, soy milk, they have been around for centuries upon centuries. Mm. Um, possibly almond milk was, it, gosh, has been around since the early Egyptians. So I don't think it's something that they can really claim is a it, legitimate argument. That would be, must be the problem why it sort of died down. I think so. I think anymore. they realise that they just, it, the, as yeah. you said, I mean, not a vegan um, term, but the horse has bolted on that one. And... You know, it's not necessarily just vegans who uh, are buying oh, these products. totally. In fact, I think it's your flexitarians that are probably the biggest consumers. Yeah. Yeah. Any particular favourite in your house? Um, well, I'm I'm a die-hard soy with the calcium. Yeah. Um, that's the one that unfortunately is one of the more expensive ones. But um, that's the one that I love and my kids love too. But um, we do dabble. We have uh, we've got almond milk at the moment too. Yeah. Um, but I've got to say I'm a bit of a soy milk drinker and I have been for a yeah. long time. I've I've sort of um, opted for the oat milk because I find that's quite good in coffee, yeah, and I yeah. also know that oats, oats are lovely, and, yeah. and they grow here in Canterbury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. great, mm. fantastic. So, although apparently this year there's been a bit of dampness and the oh, the crops not been, yeah. uh, as good as it possibly could have been. Yeah, but it's a funny thing. I was driving north on um, State Highway One through the Balmoral Forest. Yeah, a couple of months ago, not even that. And there was a billboard advertising some big farming thing yeah. and scrawled, graffitied across the uh, really? billboard yeah. was, if you vegan. Oh. And I thought, what's that about? And, but it was on a... On the billboard. Somebody had graffitied on it. Ah. And it was just, if you vegan. And I thought, I'm like, <laughs> okay. do, you, do, you, do you not think <laughs> vegans eat? Do you think vegans don't eat? I, that's what I thought because... That was such a strange. Yeah. But I just here we are in the heart of uh, Canterbury, Dairyland. Yeah. There's a there's a bit of a rage. Yeah. And I suppose that brings me to as an activist. Yeah. And someone who's studying. Extramurally, I mean, does, yeah. you're graduating this year, aren't you? Well, it? Hope, well, it looks like I could be doing two years part-time, but then I get to graduate finally. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you want to be in the driving seat when it comes time for your kids yeah. to enter growing up yeah. in this very uh, changing world where yeah. things are changing so rapidly and yeah. uh, not necessarily for the best. Yeah. Um, so I, I suppose how do you... What are you trying to create? What, what would you like to 
create. Are you meaning in terms of just like general abuse that they may witness, like the billboard that you saw? Well, I suppose. Oh, you know what's been happening in Wellington, the yes, yeah, and so the rage, right? Of, and I suppose that what drove that person to graffiti the billboard was yeah. anger and yeah. rage, yeah. And so that doesn't, you know, how do you counter that? Especially, attitude? I guess, when veganism is based on like the absolute basis of veganism is compassion, yeah. And and you, I don't think you can. Um, Oh, it, it is a difficult one, especially bringing my boys into into the adolescent years um, and living in a small dairy farming community like we do, where it's dairy farms all around us. Um, and there's even a ute that drives through our community with the same message you saw on the billboard written on their windscreen. Okay. Uh, so my boys are, you know, witnessing things like that in their own community. Um, as far as navigating... Uh, their journey through their childhood, knowing that there are perhaps, at this point in history anyway, a little bit different with the way we um, the, with the way we live our lives, not wanting to hurt animals. Um, I'm not really sure what I can do other than just be really honest and have open dialogue with them. Just around how you reach people is through compassion and love. And that's how you're able to change and make good, positive change for the world. And yes, there is definitely a time and a place for protest. I'm an activist myself. Um, But I think just in our general day-to-day lives, the best thing you can do is meet people where they're at and guide um, just your conversations in a way that's not going to be too... I mean, yes, sometimes you do have to push people a little bit out of their comfort zone. And I'm definitely, I'm quite mouthy. I'm someone who's, you know, I'm not afraid to step down from an argument. So I do have to watch myself in that. Um, But with my young boys, I guess just teaching them with love and openness and teaching them that that is a way to communicate with people. And it wouldn't really make sense to try and advocate for animals if you're doing it... um, from a place of extreme hate or anger. Yeah, although as vegans, that rage of what's happening to the animals is a very real thing as well, and that's something that we have to spend a lot of time, um, I don't know, just self-protecting as well and looking after ourselves so that when we do communicate on behalf of the animals, we're doing it in a really effective way. But I think the rage that new vegans especially experience when they open their eyes to what's happening in the world around us, completely understandable. And us older vegans, I think we'd, well, not probably that old as a vegan now, but I'm nine years down the track. I think we do have to be there as guides for them because that's a very raw, angry place when they understand all the horror that's happening to the three billion animals being slaughtered on the planet every year that doesn't need to happen. Um, yeah, and so for my little people, they're getting that message from the get-go. So I'm hoping they won't have to go through that kind of consciousness awakening that, say, I had to go through, which was really painful when I opened my eyes to what was happening. Um, but I guess for me, just um, teaching them that the best way to communicate with people is just through compassion and love and um, just staying strong in your own convictions. Yeah. Well put. Sorry, a bit waffly, but no, yeah, it's, not it's, the it's least a hard waffly. One to, it's a hard one to define, really, when you're bringing up kids in this environment. Yeah, and I suppose that is, you know, for for young people, new new to vegan, and what would what brings that 
yeah. uh, change to embracing veganism is that there's a bound to be a bit of rage there when oh, they see what's happening. Understandable. And when I see angry vegans like lashing out, I so get it. I 100% get it. Mm. I'm still probably in that space myself. Um, but I think as we progress down this path, um, we just learn to, um, I don't know, keep that rage and use it in a positive way. And I think that's probably what we all learned from those Wellington yeah. problems yeah. is that whatever the message was, it got yeah. lost yeah. in the anger. And that's really unfortunate. And it was not an effective way to actually no. get the message no. heard, was it? No. And what you do is you just end up alienating everyone else. Yeah. And, I, yeah, I think we've all gone through that as vegans. It's something we talk about is the fact that often we do lose family members and friends who don't want to be in our company anymore. Um, and it's learning how to navigate all that stuff. That's, that's really important stuff we need to talk about within the vegan community. Another notable vegan, and I yeah. noticed that you've uh, selected for, as your piece of music that oh, you'd like yes. to share with everybody here, <laughs> yeah. Erica Badu. Yeah, absolutely, who I'm just so enamoured with. I think she's an incredibly beautiful person. Isn't she? Isn't she, though? I, I, you, know, she, you really alerted me to her when I asked you oh, for nice. a choice. Yeah. And I, I've been aware of her and, yeah. and, and enjoyed her, but I hadn't really noticed her. To the, she, you right. can't help noticing her. She's exotic, isn't she? Oh, she, she? is. Um, well, she's, yeah, she's stunning in the way she presents herself as a very strong vegan woman and a very strong vegan black woman. Just everything about her is incredibly um, powerful. And it's, she's just, yeah, she's magnificent. I read, I read a little... Uh, New Yorker review yeah. um, of a performance in New York. Yeah. And she said, the New Yorker Badu, at a performance in New York, will throw up a black power salute, sit in a chair when everyone else is dancing, or just let things fall apart and fade to silence. She is on her own clock and true to it, no matter what your watch says. <sighs> God, isn't that inspiring? <laughs> isn't it? Wouldn't we all have to be like that? That it's, is beautiful. It's, 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 and she says, she's quoted as saying, I don't feel like I'm in any certain camp. I'm for anything that feels right and is in harmony with the universe. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just, yeah, have some mad amounts of respect for her. Well, I can't think of a better way to wind up our conversation. Thank you so much for coming in. It's been no a real problem. pleasure meeting you properly. You actually saw me this time. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> hey, thanks, Jessica. It's been lovely okay, talking with you. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, you've been listening to A Vegan Lounge, broadcast on Plains FM 96.9 every second Wednesday at 1pm and repeated as well. Uh, just remember Will Appleby, our next guest from SAFE. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Let's get together.
think not Think the thought went home and forgot Time passed, we back in Philly Now she up in my spot Telling me the things I'm telling her is making her hot Started building with her constantly round the clock Now she in my world like hip hop And keep telling me, telling me, yeah What club I went to with my own 